The links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found at languagehacking.com forward slash 78. Welcome to the Language Hacking Podcast from Fluent in Three Months. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Elizabeth, and we're going to be doing something quite different this time. Well, we've actually invited a bunch of Team Fluent in three months to give us little snippets of what they would recommend for Christmas presents. So we really wanted to make this as varied as possible. So we'll talk about courses as little as possible. It's mostly stocking fillers, gadgets and books and things. So we're going to make this nice and varied. And we've broken it up into different themes as we break away to uh, their suggestions. And when we do that, we hope we'll give you some inspiration for some things that you can check out. And uh, links to everything that we're going to be talking about today will be in the show notes. So make sure to check out those links. You'll be able to go to the specific things that we recommend. And uh, it'll get you give you a chance to get to know some of the team as well and find out their learning approach. And then uh, at the end of each uh, segment, uh, myself and Elizabeth will chime in with our own thoughts and suggestions. Does that sound good to you, Elizabeth? It does. Happy holidays, everyone. So let's kick this off with our Director of Operations, David. Over to you, David. Hello, Merry Christmas. I do a little bit of everything in the team. I mainly work on what we call the content and marketing side of the business. And the languages I dabble in are French. I'm also working on Esperanto, Welsh. And is that it? I'm trying to think because I come across a lot of language content in my work that I guess I dabble in all kinds of languages. So one thing that a lot of our students in the Fluent in Three Months Challenge requested, and we gave it to them, we, it's now part of the challenge, is a daily journal. So they could keep track of their learning and what they were doing. They could see what was coming up. They could plan out their schedule for the 90 days of the challenge and keep track of the words they've learned, things like that. And so I, I do think that would be a really nice gift for a language learner calendar of some kind and if it was me I would be asking in fact I've got one on my desk but I would never mind a new one I would be asking for a journal because I love how versatile a bullet journal is and learning to bullet journal is a bit like not obviously not as in depth but you do have to learn a new new symbols a new language in, in some ways it's got its own symbols and codes it's pretty fun hello e feliz navidad I'm Katie, the podcast producer, and I'm currently working on getting my Spanish to a solid C1 level, and I've recently started dabbling in some Japanese. For me, sticky notes would make a great gift because I love to label things around the house in the language that I'm learning, so this would be great for my Japanese, where I'm just getting started and have a lot of vocabulary to learn. And they're also really useful for making notes in books if you don't want to write in the book itself. And you can get small ones, small little tabs, that are really good for bookmarks. And anything that comes in multiple colours is also going to be really useful for me because I love to colour code my notes, colour code, you know, which language is which. So that's really helpful for me. Hello, everyone, and Buen Natale. I'm Ashley, Fluent in Three Months Operations Manager. 
Just ahead of this holiday season, we welcomed a new bundle of joy into our home. So my main focus in language learning lately has simply been activating my Italian and Spanish to try and keep it fresh in my mind and diving into my preschoolers' newfound interest in American Sign Language. Those that know me know that logistics and organization are key foundations in every aspect of my life, personal and professional. Colorful pens and highlighters are great gifts for language learners. Whether used to note progress or color code your weekly language learning schedule, this is such a versatile gift for someone taking on a language learning venture or just keeping up with maintenance of multiple languages. Salut tout le monde, bonne feste. I'm Alice, the SEO content manager at Fluid in three months. I have been learning Portuguese in an on and off fashion lately. One thing I would absolutely love to find under the Christmas tree is a ring binder. Um, I'm all about dividing my notes by categories, so grammar, vocabulary, culture tips, pronunciation, everything in my learning has to be uh, categorized. So a binder is the perfect way to keep adding to sections without running out of space or to reorder the pages as works best for my learning. Um, for an even more complete gift, the binder could already come with a set of plastic pockets, counter pages, and a whole puncher. I'd love to be able to print my lesson PDFs and keep them with the rest of my notes. Okay, so those were the team intros and the specific stationery that they would recommend. Uh, Elizabeth, what are your thoughts on what people were just sharing with us? Gosh, first of all, I'm excited that some of our team are actually on the podcast. Hi, team. And for me as an audience member, I used to always be very curious when, Benny, you would mention like me and my team. I'm like, who is this magical, mysterious team? So here they are today. These are the folks that help the Fluent in Three Months Challenge, the blog itself, become something that so many people are able to learn languages with. So David mentioned a bullet journal. I love bullet journals and I would take that one step further. I like to, when I'm using bullet journals in my target language, I have on the first page, the names of the week in the target language I want to use and my typical routine. So if I want to exercise, I, I use like the word bouger, which just means move to move in French. And I'll be writing that every day and I'll be putting it in the area that I want to do it in, in my calendar and my day planner. So this is a really great great way to get reinforcement of vocabulary while doing something you would normally do. Benny, which of these four were your favorite? I would also say David's idea of the planner. I haven't actually used a bullet journal, um, but as well as linking to the specific recommendations each of the team members have, I'll also throw in my link to my favorite journal that helps me kind of keep my thoughts organized and plan out my day. This would be the Panda Planner is the one I prefer. So I did, I did like that. And the theme for each of them is trying to get more organized. And I will give actually a counter suggestion for a present myself. And that is the Time Timer. This is the size of your hand uh, timer that you can put on your desk and turn it to give you a very visual countdown timer. And because of my ADHD, some of the things that were just mentioned, I've tested these out uh, with varying degrees of success, but the Pomodoro method that I talk about many, many times, this has been the best way to keep me focused. So the time timer is a visual representation where I see my 25 minutes 
in the corner of my eye and that'll remind me uh, stick to this task and you can go get distracted when this time runs out. So that would be my addition in the uh, stationary category. And I think from there, we can go on to the next topic for everybody, and that would be books that they recommend. So let's uh, start with Katie and hear what everyone has to say. In my language learning Christmas stocking, I would love to find a recipe book in Spanish because cooking is my biggest hobby. I love to learn about food and I find that using Spanish recipes is a great way to learn new vocabulary. It's kind of, I trick myself into learning because I'm just so interested in the recipes and the cooking that I don't realize I'm learning so much vocabulary, but it's really useful. So um, we all learn better, you know, when we're interested in the topic. And since all I think about is food, being able to think about food in Spanish is a huge bonus. Okay, let's say I pull a gift out of my stocking and it's wrapped in beautiful paper and I can see and I can feel that it's a book. It's a book. So what does the language learner inside me hope that is in the present? Well, I would love for it to be a comic book or a graphic novel. I like picture books. I actually, one of my, well, a couple of my favourite Welsh books are, um, like one was a sticker book and they're, they're great for learning vocabulary and one, one's um my daughter's Welsh, Welsh English Visual Dictionary. But yeah, I, I would hope for it to be a graphic novel or a comic book. And I find that having those visuals is a really good way to become a language because you can follow the story so you've got context and you can just pick up words as you go through. And that's just like you'd be learning a language in the real world. You, In most situations, you have context. That's in, in books, you don't often have that context unless you're understanding a lot of what's there. But in a comic book, you get that visual context, which helps you pick up the book. So that's what I would really hope for in my stocking. When travel was a more routine part of our lives, I'd pick up a book of The Little Prince in native languages of locations we visited. Now, whenever I see this title, especially in different translations, it reminds me of travel and, of course, a main message of the book to stay young at heart. For an A-type person like me, it's a wonderful reminder, especially during the holiday season that's filled with so much magic in the eyes of children. This would be a great book to find under my tree this year in a target language to excite me about the travels to come and in the meantime, to help me get away, so to speak. Uh, here's a great gift idea for children that are learning a language. Um, my father is Italian, but as a child, I lived in France and went to French school because my mother's French. So to make sure my siblings and I would get to practice our Italian, mom would buy us activity books in Italian. Um, they focused on topics like craft, games, riddles, drawing, and we could learn plenty of new vocabulary while still having fun. And everyone knows that's the key to keeping a child's attention. So yeah, activity books in the target language for children that are learning languages. Okay, so those were the books that my team have recommended. Uh, what would you add to that, Elizabeth? Oh my gosh. Now, now we're speaking in my language, books. So Katie was one of our challengers. A lot of times our staff, uh, the team of Fluent in Three Months, will jump onto a challenge and join it with us. And Katie actually created a food blog 
in her target language during the challenge, which I thought was exceptional because she combined her her passion for being a a gourmet food lover with target language. Um, And I have to remember that next time I visit where she is, I'm going to absolutely insist that she make me a meal and that we speak only in Spanish. David's idea of graphic novels. I love the, I love the image of like having a book and you know, it's wrapped up, you know, it's a book and you're kind of excited because it could be any world that you want. My husband and I decided quite a few years ago that the American consumerism that is, um, Christmas is not something we really wanted to buy into, especially since we're sharing each other's, it's our own bank account. Like why buy 800 presents for each other? So we decided to cut down our Christmas gift giving to two books. And so one is my choice. Like I'll write out a list and he'll pick. And then another one is just a surprise and it's the same. He'll write out a list. And my books are always language, language inspired. So uh, what I think if someone, if you know someone that's at the age where they love Harry Potter, that is available in so many target languages. And fun fact, I've read Harry Potter twice in Spanish and French, and I've never read it in English. But the reason I liked it is because it was a series. And it was also as Harry grew the um, grew up in the series, the vocabulary became more advanced and the plot became more advanced. And who doesn't really know the plot to Harry Potter? So it's kind of a nice beginner gift for someone that might be um, into fiction, fantasy fiction. I also look for prolific writers in the target language. So once I was done with Harry Potter, then I went to Mark Levy in French. And he's like the guy that wrote the notebook. I forget his name, but there's this guy that writes super fluffy stuff. Like it's a Daniel Steele of our times, but he's a guy. That's who Mark Levy is in France. So when I would tell uh, my French friends that I was reading Mark Levy, they would always be like, oh, that's a good book before you go to sleep, which meant it's super fluffy and why aren't you reading something of substance? But they had good plots and I got to know the author's voice. I got to know his feel, the way he thinks when he writes uh, a novel. And that was really helpful to me. Now, Ashley mentioned something about travel books, which typically before I go on a trip, I will grab a few books from the library that are about the place. Like Paris to the Moon was a great memoir of an American that moved to Paris and lived there for the, I think the first five years of his child's life. But now that I can read in different languages, I would even go a little further and I would probably read a book, a memoir about an area that I'm going to in my target language. One of the writers that I really like does a lot of incredible historical fiction is Edward Rutherford. So he wrote um, this epic not uh, historical fiction about Russia. And it just takes you from nomadic times up until the Bolshevik revolution. But he also wrote one in, about Paris and London. And so you can read those, learn a little bit about the history and also, and learn your target language at the same time. This would be a great gift for family members. What do you think, Benny? Yeah, there's loads of amazing suggestions there. So I'll just be brief in my answer that if uh, if somebody is thinking about getting a language course uh, for somebody that you know is passionate about languages, but you don't necessarily know the, the theme of how they like to learn, I wouldn't really recommend you get a full-on course because this n- may not align with their learning philosophy. So I would suggest something that tries to solve a specific problem. So the three books really quick I'd recommend is the Script Hacking series which is by my friend Judith Mayer. And this is if you want to be able to read in um, one of multiple foreign languages. 
Uh, the other one is by my friend Ollie, and that would be short stories. So this is very good to get that momentum up in reading. And uh, he has a series for both for beginners and an intermediate level. And then, of course, language hacking that I've got for Spanish, French, German, Italian, and now Mandarin. And this will be to get people to start speaking in the language if that's what they struggle with most. Oh, my gosh, Benny, I love language, your language hacking books. I've done it in French and Spanish. I recommend them to everyone because they're fun and they're easy to read. Uh, before we go to the next topic, though, I have a question for you. Have you tried the script hacking books and what did you think of them? What language did you try? I have indeed. I tried them before they were published in their current form. And because of that, you'll actually see my forward on the back of the books, my uh, little recommendation blurb. And the main one that gave me the most mileage was for Arabic. I wanted to be able to read Arabic. And I like what Yudit does in the book of taking all of these cognates and words that you're already likely to be familiar with as she gives you each new letter and you're able to expand on it without having to worry about learning the language. So the book wasn't trying to teach me Arabic. It wasn't trying to teach me new vocabulary or grammar rules. It, it really focused just on the reading aspect. And I've also used her Greek hacking book uh, ahead of a, a quick trip to Greece. So I found the series useful for many different languages. All right. So on to the next topic that we're all going to dive into, and that would be presents that you can't necessarily wrap up. So let's kick it off with Alice's suggestion. A very creative gift I would greatly appreciate is eating a festive dish from a country where my target language is spoken. So I've recently tried cooking a Brazilian recipe, um, arroz de cenoura. I'm sure I just butchered the name, but it's a simple carrot rice. And it's such a wonderful way to connect the culture of the language without having to hop on a plane and fly to the country. Uh, if you like the idea, we have an article on traditional Christmas foods from around the world that might help. One thing that's often said is the greatest gift you can give anyone is time. And that's really true for language learners as well. The main ingredient, and <laughs> so many language learners miss this, or they want an instant solution, or they want a push button, and we'd love to give that, but there isn't that. The main ingredient you need to learn a language is time. It takes time. So even if you're learning a language quickly, you still need time. And obviously we love to teach you how to do more with your languages in less time, but time is the fundamental ingredient. So if you've got a language learner in your life, or if you are a language learner, probably the most important gift that you can get or give is time. And 30 minutes a day, we find is the magic number, the magic minimum for people who are wanting to progress really quickly. And so what can you do to give that time to the language learner in your life? So that could be helping out more with the chores, it could be adjusting your schedule so that they've got that time, it could be just giving them the nudge they need in the, in the evenings when you just want to watch Netflix, when you get on with your language learning partner and then we'll watch Netflix, it could just be better communication. So that time is the one thing that will make the biggest difference to any language learner, having that time. So I would have been, <laughs> it's not something you can wrap up, but it's, it's one of the best gifts. I think it was Hans Christian Andersen that said, where words fail, music speaks. For some of us, one of the best ways to learn is when it happens effortlessly because you're simply enjoying the method by which you're doing so. 
A playlist or song compilation in one's target language would be a great gift to give or receive that speaks to the learner's heart. It's a great pick-me-up on those days when you may hit a roadblock in your studies. I remember when I was studying German at university, my mum for Christmas one year got me a subscription to a German magazine. And it was such a great gift because I could take my time working through all the short articles and you know some longer articles as well whenever I had a few spare minutes. And it didn't feel like studying because it was just like casual content that I could just absorb um, kind of in my downtime. And then one month later, by the time the next one arrived, I had plenty of time to work my way through the previous edition. So it just kept me going. It was really useful. So those were the gifts that are not necessarily the kind you would imagine are wrapped up. And I'm curious what you would add to that, uh, Elizabeth. Let's see. Someone cooks a festive dish for me. Yes, please. I really like this idea of giving people time, but I would even go one step further. Be an interesting participant in the dinner party conversation. So be really curious with your language learning family member. So I'm hoping that there's an audience member here that has someone's learning language and how can you support them? One of the ways to support them is ask them how exactly they go about learning a language. Because let me tell you, we will light up like a Christmas tree if you ask a language learner how they're learning. Or if you find someone at the dinner table that speaks your target language, I will often ask them how they learned their language. And a lot of times native speakers will be like, oh, I just learned growing up in my family. And then I'll talk about how we didn't speak target languages in my family, even though my mom spoke Russian. And it will start a conversation around languages. So I will always bring language back into a dinner party conversation because it interests me. And I think uh, when we're curious and interested about things, we tend to be more interesting. Um, the chore coupons are great. Uh, I also think that doing a lot of language learning during my chores is a really good way. And then another thing that's really, really sweet that my husband does with me is we watch Netflix together on two separate laptops. He watches it in English and I watch it in my target language, whatever the show is. And we hit play at the same time so we can still cuddle and be together. And one of us has a headset in and the other one's watching without a headset. And we can be um, enjoying this movie while I'm getting my target language in and he's getting time just hanging out with his wife. What do you think about that, Benny? Do you like this idea of being curious at the dinner table? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways that you can make this interesting and make it more interactive uh, beyond just like making it uh, a gift that you hand somebody. And I, I agree with this whole philosophy, especially because for a very long time in my travels and now next year, I'll be returning to being a full time traveler. So what that means is I have to be very selective about the kind of things I can take with me. And I don't like it when people tend to get me heavy items as a, as a gift because that's not practical to travel with. So what I've personally done to get around all of this and you know, like the, the basic concept of like a, a voucher for time or for cuddles while you watch your show with somebody, whatever that might be. I would go as far as if it's for language learning. There's lots of great online products that you can get, which we link to many times on the site, especially all of the things that were mentioned just now, like time to learn and uh, a playlist that you can make. 
And I very simply still turn that into a wrappable present. So I would get a cereal box. Generally, there's one around the house somewhere. And I would find a, a, a pre-made official looking certificate form online. Uh, you can just do a Google image search or something with some blank fields, print that off and say, this is uh, one certificate of two hours where I look after your kids while you can study a language. Or even if you've bought somebody a subscription, then part of the certificate that you write in would be their login. So like you may originally register it with your email address and then make a, a nice distinctive password and just tell them when you're giving the present, make sure to update the email and password so it's just for you. And that's a, a great thing you can do. And I would always, in the, the cereal box, I would add uh, some random items from around the house, nothing particularly special, just to weigh it down. So their expectation is kind of uh, warped initially that they're expecting some heavy gift, but you're actually giving them the not so heavy gift as, as it were. So that's a way to turn an unwrappable present into a wrappable present, if that helps anybody. I love that. I love that. You're such a trickster. Oh, of course. <laughs> like throwing bricks in the, in the Yeah, box. I think once I even uh, wrapped something to look like a power drill. So it looked like I... Uh, like if you looked at it under the tree, it just it just lo looked like a power drill for somebody who not in a million years would want to do any kind of home repairs or anything. And they, they were so annoyed with me. But when they opened it up, I just had stuck multiple things together and uh, around them was a piece of paper for um, a digital product that they were actually really happy about. And, uh, you know, that subverting the expectations can be very a very funny twist to the uh, present giving experience. It's a really creative way to do it. Now, here's a question for you. If someone were to give me like audience members, you can send this um, to us at uh, Fluent in Three Months. If you want to give me a gift, I would love a gardening magazine because I'm getting into gardening now, but I'd love it in my target language. If someone was going to give you that was a plug for people to send me gifts. Please don't send gifts to us. I was just kidding. Um, but you can send me power drills or things wrapped as power drills. So Benny, if you are going to have a magazine at this time in your life, because you're a traveler, what, what, what kind of magazine would you want in target language? Well, that always depends on, on the person themselves. And like uh, people who know me know that I'm a, I'm a tech guy. So I'm always uh, catching up on the latest trends in gadgets that are coming out or interesting software about video editing and then of course the travels and interesting tidbits about the local culture so um, any one of those things that are specific to me somebody could find that online and i didn't mention this with the um with the books uh segment that we just went through but it, rather than just looking on amazon uh, amazon is the is probably going to send it to you quicker but uh i would recommend people check out book depository this tends to have a wider scope of international books and very simply search for the the special target language word. You know, like if you were trying to find a technology book on Spanish in Spanish, then search for tecnología and see what happens to come up at first. You may be able to even select it by category and then even try different versions of Amazon to order from there. So if you're ordering in Spanish, try amazon.com.mx. If you're in Europe, Amazon.es for Amazon Spain. So try these different versions and then go within the categories. If you don't speak the language, uh, you can use browser plugins and 
Uh, I think nowadays uh, Chrome even automatically offers to translate the entire page for you. So if you don't speak the language of the person you're buying a gift for, you can still go on a foreign Amazon and it will show its interface in English and you could still potentially order through it or at least get inspiration for something that you could order elsewhere just by looking through its categories. Oh my gosh, this is great. Thank you. All right. And to wrap it up, let's hear a few miscellaneous ideas from the team, kicking it off with Ashley. A gift card is a real simple way to help a language learner invest in their practice. Be it through language lessons or print resources, this is a gift that will help them expand their toolbox. I love how a gift card is simple, but sends a really powerful message that you see the person's goals in mind and you want to support them in achieving them in the new year. I think one of the gifts that I've received that I've used the most for my language learning um, has to be wireless headphones. So I use them constantly. Um, and especially because they have a built-in microphone. So I can use them to listen to podcasts while I'm doing chores or going for a walk and I don't have to worry about getting tangled in the wires. But also they are great for my online lessons because I can really focus on the conversation I'm having without being distracted by outside noise or the noise in the house. And my teacher can hear me very clearly. So I find them, I use them all the time. They're an absolutely fantastic gift for any language learner, I would say. Okay, so what am I really, really hoping for for Christmas? It is a board game. I love board games and I think I get one pretty much every year now. They give me a lot of joy. The language learner in me would really love a board game in my target language. And I actually bought a board game in French called Beyond because no English copies were available. It was really hard to get hold of, but I really liked that game design, so I wanted to play that game. So it was really fun to learn the rules, reading them in French. I did it, I was pretty proud of myself because the rules can be quite technical and quite specific. I learned to play a game in French. It was, it was a really fun thing to do. So a board game would be my personal top choice. I've been using my laptop to do most of my work and studying for some years now. Uh, and when I switched from a French Azerty keyboard to the American QWERTY, uh, those weird names are related to the order of the letters on the keyboard. I did go a little crazy, but it made typing in English, which was my target language at the time, much easier. There's no need to buy a laptop to switch keyboards. Um, a specific keyboard skin or a keyboard cover um, and changing the keyboard programming in the laptop settings is all you need. That's great for learners whose target language uses a lot of accents and or special characters like Spanish, French and Russian. So those were some final miscellaneous gift ideas. And would you add anything to that yourself, Elizabeth? Well, firstly, I think we need to send this podcast episode to all of the family members of our teammates because I think they're letting all their family know. <laughs> like David sounded like he was actually um, ecstatic about the idea of getting a board game in his target language. So his family needs to know. We need to send this out. We need to blast it. Um, I love the idea of gift cards. Uh, one of the things that we do in the Fluent in Three Months Challenge is uh, for the winners, we sometimes give gift certificates for uh, lessons. And it is like giving them 
gold, a pot of gold. And people don't realize how important it is. We, You can spend a lot of money on lessons. You can also stretch that money out, but it's a gift that really keeps on giving. Um, so we, I've actually tried out Preply and we have an article about it. And that's a, a version of online lessons uh, that you can take. And I just love the teachers there. So I recommend going to Preply or even going to the article and taking a look at it. Um, Katie mentioned wireless headphones. I love this idea. I What I did was I bought myself a pair of waterproof headphones and I took my French lessons, put them on my waterproof headphones, and then I would swim and listen to my lessons. And it was a great way to, I just think that moving the body and language learning at the same time is exceptional, especially for people that get a little kind of frustrated or irritated by sitting for long periods of time. This is a great way to do it. And you could also put your lessons on your headphones and uh, take a walk. Now, let's say you're tech savvy like Benny, and you're related to someone like me that really is not that into tech. You could also give a coupon for you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take all of your lessons that you've recorded with your tutor and I'm going to put it on your, your headset for you. I'm going to put it on your cell phone for you so you can listen to it. That would be, Benny, actually, I think for Christmas, you should come over and put all of my podcast um, episodes and, and would you do that for me for Christmas? I mean, we're asking in front of thousands of people. Would you would, mind? Would I fly to California instead of to my family in Ireland for Christmas? Yeah. I, yeah. I'll, I'll think about it as much, but don't. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will not hold my breath. Maybe someone else will help. So those are my favorite ones. The keyboard skin, I love Alice's idea, and some people are really into that. I find that the international keyboard that I can put on my laptop where I'm just like, for example, to make an upside down question mark in Spanish, I hit alt question mark. I like that. Um, some people don't like it because you actually have to get used to hitting spaces where you wouldn't normally hit spaces. Um, what about you, Benny? What what really floats your boat here? The, the one that I liked the most was the keyboard skin. And I've actually only been using a Spanish keyboard as my main keyboard for about 15 years now on all my laptops and desktops that I've owned. And you can make it, make it nice and easy by getting the stickers that Alice mentioned that you just literally stick them on top of, especially if someone has a laptop, but you can't necessarily replace that keyboard, but little stickers to remind them where the upside down question mark is and they can place them themselves. So that, that's a really good one. And my final one that I would add to this list myself would be uh, a special tablet just for language learning. And this has worked very effectively for me that I have a, a dedicated language learning space and the rule is I'm not allowed to use anything distracting there. And I could bring my phone, but then that's going to distract me with so many things, social media and whatever. Uh, so I have a specific dedicated tablet that only has language learning apps on it. So this depends on your budget. If your budget is very, very tight, like just between 30 and $50, you can get a pretty good Kindle Fire. So this is a, a color tablet. Uh, the catch is Kindle doesn't have all of the apps available, so you don't necessarily have every language learning app on there, but you can check ahead of time if that person's favorite apps are available. And if so, this is a very cheap investment for a genuinely useful tablet. If you can go more towards like $100 or so, there's loads of other Android tablets and you'll get every single language learning app on, on Android. And then, of course, finally, if you have a really high budget, you can get them an iPad but uh, that's going into the 
that that'll potentially have them ha- install a bunch of other unrelated apps. But if you know they're missing it, you can put a language learning spin on it and say, I expect you to install some useful language learning apps on this tablet. And that can be a part of their arsenal. They could use it to watch their Netflix subscription. If you've got them a, a year's worth of Netflix or something, they can use it for reading some uh, digitized books. If uh, you've decided to give them some credits on the Amazon store to to buy books in their target language, lots of different things you can do with that. Or for a small fee, Benny will fly out to your home uh, before Christmas holiday and install For a large fee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say if if you have somebody, uh, if you're technical and somebody is not technical, another thing you could do if it's not possible to visit them uh, is is give them a, a voucher of your time. And you can actually use uh, programs like TeamViewer. And I've done this before with my non-technical friends is the only explanation I've given them is go to this this link and install this software and tell me what you see on screen. And then I can actually remote control their computer. So I could potentially set up Anki for them. And you can also do this on some phones. It's a lot more limited, but uh, some phones will let you remote control them, uh, especially if it's an Android phone and it's unlocked. So there's lots of different things you can do there, but uh, start to get a bit complicated, which of course um, defeats the purpose. But you can at least control their computer and set a few things up for them. And that might potentially uh, help the non-techie friend in your life. Well, this is great for someone that wants to be on Preply, for example. And it's super simple, very user-friendly. But let's say your grandma or your great aunt doesn't know how to you know, open up, minimize, maximize a, a, a window. You can actually walk them through a, tutor, a tutorial session with them. I think that's a fantastic idea because then you're opening up the world of Zoom, something that they many people are using right now, but some haven't yet. So I love that idea. Yep. And I think that is a lot of material for people to work with. I really hope that something in this big selection of uh, tools and gifts that we've uh, suggested, something really jumps out to somebody listening. And you have time still to to go out and get this for the language learner in your life. Have you any, any extra closing words for us, Elizabeth? Oh, I just wish everyone a very happy language learning holiday. I like that. Very happy language learning holiday kick things off on the right foot so that 2022 is going to be their year, your your loved one's year or your potential year. So best of luck and Merry Christmas and happy language learning to everybody listening. Happy language learning. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you found this episode valuable and want to help us out, please leave a review at languagehacking.com forward slash review. The Language Hacking Podcast is presented by Benny Lewis, Shannon Kennedy, and Elizabeth Bruckner, and produced by Katie Pascoe, with special thanks to the Fluent in Three Months team. Theme music was written and performed by Shannon Kennedy. Find the show notes at languagehacking.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and happy language learning.